Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The road to Roland Garros begins in South Carolina as we welcome you to TC Live on semifinal Saturday at the Credit One Charleston Open. It is the largest women's only event in North America with more than a half century of history. So who will elevate their game in the low country? The best have been here, the best have won here, and the best continue to come here. For the first time since 2000, all top four seeds have reached the final four in Charleston. First up, 2017 champ Daria Kazakina taking on last year's runner-up Ange Jabeur. Then it is top-seeded American Jesse Pagula playing your returning champion, Belinda Bencic. With that, we welcome you onto the FanDuel Tennis Channel desk, Steve Weissman. With a couple friends for the first time this week, Chanda Rubin, Lindsay Davenport, great to have both of you here. We were sweating yesterday outside, and today we are bundled up because it's a little bit cold. Chanda was wearing a sweater for all the rehearsals. Yes. You were a trooper for taking that <laughs> off, and, and Lindsay kept it's on the ski off. jacket. It's not coming off. You and Lindsay are bundled up. I am not. What happened? I, I didn't get the you memo. I my, my coat. I appreciate Temperature's it. Temperature's <laughs> down, what, 25 degrees or so from where yeah. we've been all week so a big dish difference not only for the fans but also playing conditions if they do get on the court today will be quite different yeah we'll be talking to tournament director bob moran later on the show he'll give us all the contingency plans for what will happen today hopefully getting into semifinal matches chanda we've had a spectacular week obviously the top four seeds have made the final four what has stood out to you i think for me it's been the quality of tennis from the start it's not easy making the transition from hard courts players sometimes they need a few matches to get their they are clay legs so to speak but from the start we've had some tough battles i've been impressed with the high quality of so many of these players and in particular for me on jabur we were kind of wondering where she would be physically after the minor knee surgery struggled a little bit uh, the first couple of hard court events but she's really come on and i think she's feeling even more confident so it's been fun to watch her work her way through the draw as well uh, yeah and, and learn about which perfume she's wearing on every day <laughs> We're going to find out what she's wearing on semifinal Saturday. Lindsay, what stood out to you? Yeah, I've been continually impressed by Jesse Pagula week in and week out. She is bringing her best stuff. Also, talk about a quick transition. She was in the doubles final in Miami on Sunday late afternoon on hard court. Drove up Monday, practiced a little Tuesday, and got right to work here. But for Pagula, it has been a busy, busy month. This will be her 19th match in the last 29 <laughs> days. I mean, just remarkable how much tennis she has played between singles and doubles. But if you go back to last summer, there's only been one tournament where she hasn't made the quarterfinal. It, it's just been remarkable in this day and age of players' level going up and down. She has managed to bring a certain level every single week. And also how well she competes week in and week out has been truly impressive. And, and this has also been just the second time in a year that she hasn't played doubles at yep. an event. Only playing singles. Good choice this week. Yes, yes. To take a little break she's into the semifinals here let's get you caught up on how everyone got to semifinal saturday starting on the bottom half of the draw Ange back at her peak 
Powers taking on the only non-seeded player, Chan, in the final eight, Anna Kalinskaya. Yeah, Kalinskaya had been playing some terrific tennis, had gotten upsets under her belt, expected this to be more of a battle, but Javer, from the start, controlled this match, wasn't really rushed. You see the wheels there, the beautiful touch that she's so synonymous with. Kalinskaya would have some physical issues. We weren't quite sure if maybe she was feeling bad. She'd initially have this blister on the back of her foot taped. Uh, she would have the doctor and the trainer come out as well. But Jabir was undeterred. She didn't lose her fo focus. She stayed controlling the middle of the court. And it was impressive just how clean she played from start to the finish of this match. Unfortunately for Kalinskaya, she couldn't play her best tennis as she had been doing all week. You know, maybe having some issues with the blood pressure or maybe with, you know, how she was feeling out there. But in the end, retired. And it was Jabir getting through easily. And afterwards, Angebur joined myself and 2014 champ Andrea Petkovic. I was watching you in Indian Wells in Miami, and you came back from this minor surgery on your knee. And I always feel like you play your best when you have joy and when you are happy on court. It was tough for you. I could see that you were still in pain. When did it start clicking for you? When you came here, or did you already feel that you're finding your rhythm in Miami? I think for me, Indian Wells and Miami were uh, kind of preparation for me to get back on tour with a few matches. But um, I don't know. Maybe it was too early to come back because I wasn't feeling myself, uh, especially the match in Miami. Miami was very tough. I was very emotional. I, I broke my racket, you know, everybody was seeing that. I was like, is that you? I'm like, I don't know. Something was, was not right that day, but uh, I had a great talk with my team. I'm very lucky because they're very supportive and, and like, you know, they're just um, on clay. I love clay too, so that helped. Uh, also, it's easier on the knee, <laughs> so it's also a good advantage for me, but, um, you know, I'm just glad that I find my way. It was very stressful to, to come to Charleston too, you know, so uh, uh, the love of, of people here here really encouraged me to to do good your yeah. fans are here <laughs> fans are always great here in charleston a meeting of two former charleston champs in the next match chanda madison keys daria casatina and the american had dominated coming in winning eight of their nine matches yeah and keys got off to a great start an early break it looked like she was gonna kind of run away with it she saw the trainer it looked like she was having issues with her right shoulder maybe upper kind of trap area but she was able to take the first set keys but you knew when she got broken four times in that first set that something was going on and the breaks continued this was keys up in the second set trying to put the match away but Kasekina so impressive the way she kept the belief she didn't panic she started getting Again, the ball set. out of the middle of the court and she was able to take that second set and in the third just use a lot of that momentum she kept having opportunities on the game serve we saw a lot of misses uh from from Madison Key so it wasn't her best day didn't look like she was feeling it apart from the arm, and it was Kasekina able to get it done in three sets. So a huge win for her. Generated 24 break points, converted 10 times against Keys, won 12 of the last 14 games to complete that comeback. And take a look at what Dasha has done here in the low country. Got her first ever title on the WTA back in 2017 as a teenager, and every year has made at least the quarterfinals 14-2 overall. 
back in the semifinals. It'll be the seventh meeting for Dasha and Angebur. Jabur's won the last four, including one, Lindsay, last year in Rome, where Dasha told me, I, I, I had a match point. I'll never forget it. Ons hit the line by that much. <laughs> uh, what's going to be the difference today? I, I, it really feels like the match is in Jabur's hands. And how well is she feeling physically? She looks much better here than she did in Indian Wells in Miami. She plays the bigger game. She has the ability to finish points, has a little bit more firepower on that forehand. How does she manage that? A lot of times, and we saw it with Madison yesterday, it was almost too much for her to have the match on her racket. And she started making errors. Kazakina makes a lot of balls into play. Just think that Jabur and how she constructs points and her ability to finish them off will be the difference maker today. Yeah, I think, you know, that for me, Jabur has a match on her racket as well. But Kasekina, she's kind of sneaky in that she forces you to hit the right shots from the right positions. She forces opponents to have to believe in their games, give themselves margin, try to make shots under pressure. Sometimes doesn't give a lot of pace. It's not easy to generate pace off of uh, some of those shots. And she understands how to play on the green clay. And she's confident. So I think Kasekina has a good shot for that reason. But Jabur, she's been building. She looks good. I think she's got a little more game along with that firepower. So we'll see what comes into play more often. A lot of variety will yeah. be out on the court in this match. And by the way, Chanda's going to pick it later. Her fan duel pick of the day <laughs> going to be between Jabur and Kazakina. Stay tuned for that. Let's show you how the quarterfinals played out in the top half of the draw, Lindsay. we got the returning champ, Belinda Bencic, recently split with her coach, Dmitry Tursunov. So figuring things out on her own here and looking for some revenge against Alexandrova, who just beat her in Miami. Yeah, and she's been looking pretty free here so far in Charleston. Going into this match, had won 80% of her first serve points using that shot so well. She also just is flowing on the court and changing direction, going cross, going line. Alexandrova was off in the beginning part of this match, and Bencic then gained a lot of confidence confidence from that. Alexandrova just looked like she was forcing it. She was trying to rip winners from difficult positions. And Bencic, the other thing, she has stayed so calm in this tournament. Even when she dropped the first set to Shelby Rogers, there was no panic, and she was able to get through this one very comfortably. Beats her for the second straight year here and has now won nine straight matches in Charleston. Feeling good. Belinda Bencic, fifth in the race right now. She's been playing a spectacular season. Then in the night session, Jesse Pagula, Paola Bedosa, not only had to contend with each other, but at the start of the second set, some windy conditions. It got cold, Lindsay. Yeah, the conditions changed midway through this match. It was at such a high level, those first seven games. And then something switched. Pagula was able to take her level up, and Bedosa's level dropped, and that's the only opening Pagula needed. She was able to finish off this set pretty comfortably. She was driving through the court despite the gusty conditions. And Bedosa, she started missing shots. She wasn't able to time her shots quite as well. Pagula, with those short backswings, she was moving Mendoza around. Pretty remarkable. She did not face a break point until she was serving for the first set, and then... It got a little bit more interesting. Bedosa able to get that break, get the crowd more involved. Then the second set breaker so up and down. It was Bedosa who was up 3-1. Then her forehand said, adios. She made a few errors, but Kula with a good one there. And back to six all. And this is when Pagula is able to really lock it in. Couple errors from Bedosa, and that's all really Pagula needs. Won 80% of her points on the first serve. Here's match point for Pagula. Second one is where she gets it done. Had 22 winners, and now 22 wins on the season. That leads all players on the WTA. So the final four is set. Move over March Madness.
April order in full effect. The top four seeds all making it to the final four. Pagula Bencic and then Kazakina and Jabur. And as we take a look at that top half matchup, Chanda, Bencic 3-0 against Pagula. Has not dropped a set against Pagula, but this will be their first match on clay. What do you make of this one? Yeah, and I think the first match in, in you know, quite a, a couple of years or so, and Pagula is a very different player. I do think the matchup for Bencic has worked in the past because Bencic is able to move the ball. She's able to create those openings. She can hit with angles. She doesn't give her opponents the same ball twice often in rallies, and that may give Pagula a few more problems, but she's playing such confident tennis, Pagula. She's been serving well. I think that's going to be the key to not allow Bencic to stay Step in, and she's got to be feeling as good about her game as she's ever felt in her career. I think that gives her a real advantage. Yeah, I wonder about the conditions today. Things will be a lot heavier out there, and which player is able to hit through it a little bit better? Pagula with maybe just a little bit more firepower from the back of the court, but we'll have to see. It's not windy, but it's going to be heavier. What impressed me yesterday in Pagula was how she was able to compete. That was a crazy match the day before against Pagu. It was almost three hours. She was down 4-11 the third. But yesterday she looked so fresh emotionally. And that can be tough when you're on this long stretch of five weeks in a row of good tennis. She really impressed me in that match. And I, I just think with where she is in her game and her making this push to try and get even higher than three in the world, think she might have a little too much firepower today. Looking for her first title on clay. Bencic looking to win the title for the second straight year. A lot more still to come on TC Live. As mentioned, tournament director Bob Moran will join us. Let us know what's going on with the rain. Will we start on time? Plus, it's been an incredible first few months of the year. We'll get you caught up on all the big stories from 2023. Stefano Tsitsipas going for a Monte Carlo three-peat. Our experts tell you if he can do it. And you won't believe what this rising British star has overcome to reach the semifinals this week. It's all coming up from Charleston. Don't go anywhere. Lizzie Chanda, Steve, back on TCLiveTennis.com. The best way to keep up with the action year-round. Check that out for breaking stories, live scores, stats, results. Get easy access to full match replays on TennisChannel.com. Right now, Ed McGrogan has a story on how Jesse Pagula is trying to be the best player on tour. Here's Jesse showing some love to the best channel on TV. I think I always watch Tennis Channel when I'm looking for something to watch. Um, I think there's always, I feel like they show tournaments from all over the world and I love seeing all the different players that they bring on to commentate as well because uh, they're not only just my peers but people that I've either played before or have just played or practiced with all the time so I think that's a really cool aspect. I've definitely grown up with a sense of always turning on Tennis Channel and um, watching the game that I love. Tennis Channel, happy 20th anniversary. Thank you for always providing us with amazing tennis. Sun, rain, or shine. We, we are here for you, Jesse. Uh, by the way, 20-year anniversary of Tennis Channel. 20 years ago, it was Justine Annan that beat Serena Williams in the final here in Charleston. Uh, amazing how far back we've gone and with this tournament as well. We're still here, Steve. It's <laughs> rain, sleet, or snow. Is it snowing? I feel like it is. But it's Charleston, and the tennis, the show goes on, and it's so much fun for me to watch players kind of talk about what Tennis Channel has meant to them over the years, whether they were starting their career when Tennis Channel came online or well, whether they were in the thick of it. Um, 
you know, we all kind of have our Tennis Channel stories. Yeah, I mean, it was 22 <laughs> years ago this tournament moved here from Hilton Head, and what uh, amazing improvements they've made. I mean, you look at the stadium now, and it's just so first class. It's been fun to see the growth of the tournament, also obviously Tennis Channel and everything that we do. And it's been a great partnership here. We love coming back here every year. We really do. That started in 2017. They've got a new stadium. We've got a new studio. It's a beautiful thing. And we are ready to make more memories for the next 20 years here in Charleston. First semifinal of the day coming up. Daria Kazakina said she'll be ready for all of Angebur's drop shots. We just hope the rain stops dropping down. Stay dry with TC Live. We'll be right back. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back on TC Live, mark your calendars for the year's next major. Tennis Channel will once again have exclusive daily live coverage of Roland Garros. Don't miss any of the action from the Red Clay in Paris beginning Sunday, May 28th. Cannot wait to get back to the City of Lights. Now time to get you caught up on the first few months of the season. Taylor Fritz does it, and Team United States are the inaugural United Cup champions. Game Sabalenka. Marina Sabalenka is the Australian Open champ for 2023. How sweet this victory must feel. He is the best player on the planet again. He is not just the heir to greatness, he is greatness. Ego, Fiontech, absolutely dominating. This has been so impressive. It's Delray Beach delight for Taylor Fritz. The American number one ends up number one for the week. Carlos Alcaraz takes the Buenos Aires title and on his return to the tour after three months away, he is back immediately in the winner's circle. Again, for the second final in a row, Barbora Krejcikova gets the better of Igor Sviontek to win her first ever WGA 1000 title. He cannot stop winning right now. Daniel Medvedev, three titles in three weeks. Elena Rybakina is the champion here in Indian Wells. She is thrilled to be able to get through and win this title. It's Ken Carlos who reigns supreme in California, becoming the youngest man ever to win both legs of the Sunshine Double. Petra Kvitova is the Miami champion. 
her ninth WTA 1000 title. Danielle dominates the field in Miami and in doing so becomes the Miami Open champion for the first time. What a start we've already had, and there's much more to come. Uh, on the women's side, Iga Sviantek is still the world number one, had to withdraw from Miami with a rib injury, uh, Lindsay, or Chanda. And wh what do you make of her start to the season so far? Yeah, I think it's been a pretty good start. Obviously, she was so incredible last season. And, you know, when she ascended to number one, the mantle that she took on, it's hard to really top that. And so we ha have had big expectations for Iga Sviantek. I think she's had a good swing on the hardcore maybe a little disappointing by her standards but it I for me it gives her something more to shoot for and especially when you consider how well some of the contenders uh, to the throne have played like Sabalenka and Rabakina can they you know upset kind of the apple cart on the red clay that is the surface that we expect so much from Sviantek she's still the most dominant player she's still going to be the favorite uh, but I think those power games can give her a few problems on on the red clay surface but you know all eyes will be on Sviantek again for Roland Garros and we'll see kind of what kind of tennis she gets in on the lead-ups um, you know to Roland Garros it's been fun to see the other players have to raise the level of their game based on how well Sviantek played last year and how much she improved. All the goals have changed for Sviantek. It is now about winning every tournament and certainly about adding more Grand Slam titles. And that is a lot of pressure on a player. You can see it with her. I mean, every loss that Sviantek takes, she looks just so defeated. And it'll be interesting to see how can she reset for the clay? How bad is this injury? Is she been able to put in a lot of reps? This is her time to shine in the spring. She's by far the best clay court player out there when she's playing well. What level will she bring this clay season? Who can really challenge her? Rabakin is more of a hardcore player. Certainly Sabalenka also. So it'll be interesting to see, can Coco Goff bring the level of her game up on clay like she did last year getting to the final of the French Open? Because somebody's going to need to raise it on clay to be able to hang with Sviantek. Sviantek set the bar so high. I mean, yep. you win 37 matches in a row. It's tough to match that. She's defending three titles through the rest of the red clay court season. We'll probably see her in Madrid, though, which she yep. skipped last year. On the men's side, Carlos Alcaraz pulled out of Monte Carlo. Injuries have been a problem. Missed Australia. Now misses Monte Carlo. But when he plays... He's won two titles. So what grade would you give him, Lindsay, on the quarterly report card? I think pretty high considering he's not even 20 years old yet and everything <laughs> changed for him in, in the last, what do you call it, 18 months or so and how he's handled it. I love the vision that he and Juan Carlos Ferrer Ferrero have. It's more of a long-term vision, not so worried about the week-in and week-out points, but getting him as healthy as possible when he competes. There's already a picture of him practicing on court yesterday, so not playing Monte Carlo, but certainly with his eyes on the prize of winning the French Open. Those are the goals for him. I've loved the way he's handled it. It was a disappointment we didn't see him in Melbourne. He's going to have some injuries. He's such a physical player. One Indian Wells, I actually didn't think he played his best tennis in Miami, and he still played well and got to the semi. So that's just the incredible level, the bar that he has set for himself as well. But I think that the team is really focused on being 100% for Paris come the end of May. Yeah, I think for Alcaraz, it's such an advantage to have that kind of experience on his team as such a young player. You know, a lot of times you want to play more. You don't really understand sometimes taking uh, that time off and taking care of your body and the importance of it, especially midway through a long year. I mean, him rising to number one, the incredible feats that he accomplished last year. 
I mean, we expected it. I don't know that we were expecting it quite so soon. So there's a little bit of a reset, I think, that happens, you know, for any player when they get to that level. So hopefully for, uh, for him, he can get back healthy as quickly as possible. We want to see him play as many of these clay court events as possible um, in the lead-ups to Roland Garros. But first, thing, first things first, you've got to make sure that he's healthy with how physical mm. his game is. He's still just 19 years old. I think sometimes we forget that he got to number one in the world. We're on the road to Roland Garros. You can't not spare a thought for Raf Nadal, yeah. a guy who has won Roland Garros 14 times, every other event at least 10 times other than one. <laughs> Lindsay, when you think about him, he pulled out of Monte Carlo. But yep. to me, he's going to be the favorite at Roland Garros. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the same thing. Everything went changed for Rafa when he got hurt in Melbourne. The team was like, okay, what's our goal? It's the French Open. How do we get you to be as close to 100% as possible come mid to late May? And that's what they're working towards. I think a little bit of a setback for him not to play Monte Carlo. He loves that tournament. So we'll have to see. Hopefully we see him on court in Barcelona. We'll get a better sense. But it's all about building for him. Everything's changed. It's not about necessarily for Rafa now winning Barcelona and Madrid. It's about getting some matches in the ensuing four to five weeks leading into Paris. Yeah, he understands Nadal, what it takes, where he needs to be going into for him, what is the biggest tournament of the year. But you know, I think he still needs matches and he still likes to have that type of play under his belt. Now, whether he can get it, how much he can get, that remains to be seen. But regardless, as long as he's pretty close to healthy, he is going to be the favorite, certainly one of the favorites, if not the favorite uh, in that tournament. And that's kind of what we're looking forward to. I mean, he's going for how many titles now, Steve? 15th is, at Roland Garros. It's, it's, it's he's won Barcelona 12 times, so 13 there. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Insane. It, it is insane what he's been able to do, and we hope to see him in Barcelona, but certainly in Paris. When we come back, we will see the man, the myth, the legend himself. Bob Moran will join us, tournament director here, as we get ready for first ball on semifinal Saturday. Will it start at the top of the hour? Bob will have the answer. Don't go anywhere. That was the voice of Bob Moran. It is all chalk in Charleston. Top four seeds in the semifinals today. That's just a little tease of what's to come. 2017 champ Daria Kazakina taking on last year's runner-up Ons Jabeur. Then it is top-seeded American Jesse Pagula playing returning champion Belinda Bencic. And as you just heard, it is time to welcome in everyone's favorite tournament director, Bob Moran, on a semifinal Saturday that... Uh, you know, it's a little little different, a little fun. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Welcome, first of all. It's great to see you. It's been a spectacular week here in Charleston. Uh, what, what's your day been like so far? I would much rather have blue skies out there right now. <laughs> but, no, it's great to have you guys here, as always. Um, yeah, welcome to Charleston. We don't know what's going to come. I mean, I think it was 11 o'clock this morning. I was looking at three different forecasts, all very different. Um, so we do the best we can. The court's in good shape. It's just, you know, the rain is sitting out there. It's been sitting out there all day. What contingency plans do you have right now? Well, I mean, we got through doubles um, last night and yesterday. So we have a doubles final tomorrow already set. Um, I think the contingency would definitely be if we just lose today, which I'd hate to do, but if it happened, we would go to double tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Well, so there was a lot of buzz surrounding awarding the wild card to new mom, Alina Svitolina. Yeah. She played an incredible match. She lost in three sets. But what was it like for the tournament to have her back? Well, I thought it was great. She's, you know, we're a family-friendly tournament forever. Um, it, it's really important to us. Um, you know, we have dogs. We have kids. We have everybody's on site when they're with us. And Alina, you know, reached out and said she would like to get started. And, and we were happy to do that. Um, we also did a, a fundraiser for 
uh, her uh, foundation for Ukrainian relief, and that was a great start to our week. So it was great to have her here. Um, she was really happy the whole the whole couple days she was here, and the pro am. She was just so much fun to be around. Well, you know, speaking of buzz, I mean, there's a lot that goes on here year round, and a lot of fans who watch it on television may not know. But what are some of the events that you have at this new Credit One Stadium during the course uh, of the year? Yeah, that's a great, great question. We we had uh, we had Elton John here last year. It's kind of cool. Awesome. Um, Elton John. Uh, we have a great schedule. So as soon as the tennis is over, we we build out a stage on uh, in on the stadium, and we have anywhere between 25, 20 and twenty five concerts that roll right through. Starting in uh, this year, it's starting in. May and we roll right through November. Wow. Um, but we have 800 members here. We're a city facility, which a lot of people don't recognize. We're a public facility here that we manage. Um, but we also do uh, multiple different tennis events at both of our um, both of our academies here: LTP Daniel Island and LTP Mount Pleasant. Um, so we have anything from junior uh, tournaments to the girls clay court 18s up to 60ks, 100ks. Um, so every level of tennis we're trying to have an effect on, and, and we think it's really important to do that. Yeah, everything is first class here, soup to nuts, and one of the reasons why, yourself, and of course, for the past 23 years, Eleanor Adams, right? Yes. So and now she's retiring after this. It's always Bob and Eleanor. We love Bob and Eleanor. When not, your partner in crime is leaving, what, what has <laughs> Eleanor meant to this tournament? Eleanor's everything to this tournament. She takes care of the players. She takes care of, I mean, there's things I don't know that she <laughs> takes care of. There might be engagements she has a uh, hand in somehow, some way. There's so many things she's really involved with. The players really feel like she's a mom to them. Um, and you need that at a tournament. We get the players for one week a year, and I think that's important to recognize. So we make every effort that when the time they're here, we're making sure they have a good time. They're taken care of from hotels to restaurants to transportation, anything we can do to make it a better experience. And Eleanor does every bit of that. Well, we normally. I'm not letting her go. Uh, Just she, if she's watching, she, she, I, I, she's not going. I don't know going what you're going to do without. I don't know what she, any of us are going to do without. She her. may retire, but there's <laughs> she'll a still be here. Independent contractor is a new term I'm going to use with Eleanor. There you right go. Now, yes. Freelance. Yeah, freelance. We know about that. I, yes, we do. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Well, normally we have tournament owner Ben Navarro come and sit with us at the desk as well. Uh, he's added a big tournament to the portfolio, Cincinnati. Right. How are things going to change for you in this new role with two tournaments now? Well, I think you know Cincinnati. Is an unbelievably good team up there. It's a sold-out event year in and year out. It's a great place on the calendar. They're, I, I always recognize when I talked about Cincinnati, that team is a team I would always love to work with before we, uh, before Ben and the, the uh, company acquired that event. So I think what we've seen here is just we continue to try and elevate the experience for the fans, for the players, and it's Ben's commitment to do that in Cincinnati as well, is just continue to elevate that experience for everybody, and, and we feel that we can just help achieve that with the team in place it's we're excited about it todd martin's out todd martin's on board as a tournament director he's uh, he's really excited about getting involved with uh with both the atp and the wta so bringing a lot of good minds a lot of good thoughts together and we're just going to add to what's already in a great event that no, sounds like an amazing team, and obviously anything that, that Ben touches turns to gold. I mean, we see what's happened here. Cincinnati is only going to get better. You're also, congratulations on the WTA board now. So, so you're wearing multiple hats here. I'm trying to figure out how to give that back right now. This, this, all, this all hit in a very short period of time, but I think the WTA is in a really good place right now. We have a new partner in CVC. Um, great things to come on that side, and it's important to me to, to help in that process, and so I raised my hand, and 
Um, we have a great tournament council. We have a great player council as well. And it's um, the last couple of years, all, you know, tournaments and players, we're one team and we need to work that way um, for the WTA. So I'm really happy who the team is, council, board, everyone's rowing in the same direction. So great things that come for the WTA and I'm just happy to be part of that. Not only that, but uh, so Bob does all this, and he also, you know, caters to the players' dining needs. This we, I just got to ask And your you, needs, come on. <laughs> yes, of course. What, uh, what, what, the restaurant reservations this week? Who's, who's leading the charge? Uh, well, they're, they're all partaking. Okay. Everyone's uh, attending the restaurant. Sorelli is a new restaurant that, um, our, that Ben Navarro opened downtown. It's an unbelievably beautiful place, Italian restaurant. The players have definitely gotten their hands in there. The, the tournament stalwart is always Halls, and they've, they've been attending there. So it's actually we're, we're doing multiple different reservations every night for players just to experience Charleston, and they're loving it. Casa she's my favorite. I think she's, <laughs> she's, she's all gone through favorite. the gamut of restaurants. Halls, then Sorelli. What, what other um, one? Where did she go? She went to... See, I knew you were going to say that, but she came in Maybe gushing. No, she didn't go to Fig. Oh, okay. No, uh, it was either slightly north of Broad, could have been Magnolia's, one of those. But a she came in. Winning meal either way. Well, it was a great meal, <laughs> and then we also had her serving Frosé. Yes, on okay. site. She talked about that, and she got a fifty dollars yeah. tip, and, and and she goes, Bob, <laughs> she is that back? part of my my uh, my pay this week? I'm like, I guess it is, but take it. Do you check out her vlog? You're on it. Uh, am I? Yeah, with you. Well, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I figured I'd bomb that, yes. <laughs> All right, so right now we are on schedule, top of the hour, first semifinal. At this moment in time. At this moment in time. Yes. It's live television here, Bob. <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank you for all you do for us, for the tournament, for everybody. It's a pleasure spending time with you. Enjoy championship weekend. Thanks for being here, guys. Really appreciate it. Bob Moran, he is the best. Coming up, as he said, top of the hour, Ol Jabir, Daria Kazakina. All the angles, all the slice, all the variety. We will have all the pictures at the top of the hour. Welcome back to TC Live. The men return to Masters 1000 action on the French Riviera for that iconic Rolex Monte Carlo Masters. Don't miss daily live coverage right here on Tennis Channel's Road to Roland Garros beginning tomorrow at 7 a.m. Eastern. Beautiful sight, beautiful trophy, beautiful red clay back on our FanDuel Tennis Channel desk. Steve Chandelinzi, Stefano Tsitsipas, the two-time defending champion at that event. And... Listen, since Australia, where he made that spectacular run, he's only gone two and three, Lindsay. What do you expect to see from him as uh, we enter the red clay season? How healthy is he? You yeah. know, he went through Indian Wells, and he was very open about dealing with a shoulder injury and why he was playing with the fines and the zero-pointers. And it's tough when you're a top player if you're worried about that. Most of the top players are focused on winning tournaments, how do I get better, not putting themselves in vulnerable situations. So here he goes. He's going to go play again. Hopefully his arm is getting better. This is a great part of the year for him as well. I mean, he loves playing on the clay. He's played so well here in Monte Carlo in years past. Just wonder if he's able to play at this level again this year. Yeah, and that's going to be the worst feeling. I mean, he talked about it on the hard court, said he didn't really give himself a great shot. This is a time of year for Cincy Potts where, where he feels like he is a favorite at just about all of these events. If you're not quite 100%, if you know you've got, you know, one kind of arm that's not quite where it needs to be, is he able to feel that? But, you know, I'm excited to kind of see where he comes out, where his mindset is. I think on the red clay, that's a huge part of it as well. And hopefully he is as close to 100% as possible. Saw him beat Alejandro Davidovich Hokina in that yeah. final. Davidovich Hokina is the guy who beat Novak Djokovic in the first round last year. We're going to see Novak again. 
And once again, he misses the Sunshine Double because of government restrictions in the United States, Chanda. So last year it took him a little bit to get going. What do you think will happen this year? No, I think, you know, it... it, it bad for us and for him that he wasn't able to play uh you know in the u.s but it keeps him a little fresher and when he's been able to come back from not playing he has been the favorite again and he has won so much uh almost picking up where he left off and i think this time of year again for a guy like djokovic this is what he's looking forward to it's another major coming up that he has a shot uh you know to build uh in terms of his resume and i mean he's looking at winning these big tournaments that's what it's all about so i think this is, you know, certainly a good opportunity for him to build towards that. Yeah, uh, we've seen him on the practice courts the last few weeks, also being getting those reps in on clay. I mean, he spends part of the year here in Monte Carlo, very comfortable here at this club as well, practicing. It'll be interesting. I'm fascinated to see if he can get to the quarters and maybe play center. They're in that same little section. That would be a great test for Novak. But similar to Rafa, when we were speaking about him. Wouldn't it be terribly surprising if it took him a tournament or two to really kind of get his clay court legs, as you were talking about earlier? He's going to be ready to go by Roland Garros. And in this tournament, it's, it's always tough. The first tournament on a new surface. We don't, we don't judge too harshly, then, on the results of Monte Carlo. Yeah, and, and, and tough. I mean, different situation. Obviously, Rafa dealing with an injury. Novak isn't controlling this. He's healthy. Yep. We just saw he's 15-1 and one this year. I mean, this, this guy's number one in the world. He has lost number one and regained number one. By not even playing, Chanda, it's a weird situation. It is, you know, but I think it's one that Novak Djokovic is, has been, you know, so experienced in dealing with. And the fact that it hasn't been an injury, it's just been, you know, him not being able to play for some of his own personal reasons. I think, you know, that puts him in a great position when he does come back and is feeling like, you know, he can build sort of at his own pace. Uh, and this surface, you know, this tournament, these courts will allow that. And he's still the favorite across yeah. the board when you look at the rest of the field, regardless of whether he's been playing uh, or not. So I think for Djokovic, he's in the great place for him where he wants to be um, physically and, you know, kind of sky's the limit at right. this stage. He's won Monte Carlo a couple of yeah. times. Not only is he number one in the world, he's also the number one mediator on the ATP tour. There's been some beef between Holger Runa and Stan Wawrinka, a couple of, <laughs> of nasty handshakes, right? Talking smack one way and, and the other. Talk about trash talking tennis. Look at this, Lindsay. We're all friends. He's trying. He's <laughs> trying to make it work. And, you know, that, that kind of stuff is going to happen. I think Holger Rune has maybe rubbed a couple of different players the wrong way in the locker room or on the court. But Novak now, the experienced one, he's a little bit older, um, certainly trying to broker some peace. And you got to think for Novak also, maybe a little bit relief. It seems like all of the restrictions are going to be in the rearview mirror. It looks like they'll all be gone here in the States in a couple more weeks. And now it's really just about the tennis and moving forward for him. So I, I wonder if... Yes, it was disappointment he wasn't able to play here in March. I think he's always kind of guy looking towards the future and probably pretty excited what he sees on the road ahead the next couple of years. Certainly places that he's been successful. There's no Masters 1000 he hasn't won, and yeah. we'll expect him back in Cincinnati this year. And then at the U.S. Open again, which he missed last year, and that's where we saw Carlos Alcaraz breakthrough to win his first major title. Those are the matchups we want to see, right? Yeah, Djokovic absolutely. and Alcaraz. Yes. I mean, that, that's what we've missed over yeah. the Sunshine Dubs. Like, how is Alcaraz going to match up with Novak? Yeah. How is Alcaraz going to match up with Rafa? on clay, right, Shanda? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you see Carlos Alcaraz, the way he's really inserted himself into the top of the conversation, but yet we haven't seen these matchups with these all-time greats, and that is what we are itching to see. We want them all to be healthy. 
We want them feeling good and playing certainly the biggest tournament. So obviously Roland Garros and then looking forward, um, you know, to the hard courts late in the year in the U.S. Open. That's going to be huge. So it's for us, Steve, yeah. that we need Always. them <laughs> healthy <Always>. and back. <laughs> A lot to be excited about on the road to Roland Garros. And we are moments away from hopefully walkouts right behind us. Credit One Stadium still top of the hour. There, there's movement. There's fans. Uh, I don't see rain. So Daria Kazakina on Jabur will take the court. First semifinal, 1 p.m. Eastern. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Davenport Rubin Weissman back on TC Live. The WTA also playing in Bogota this week. Fran Jones ranked 817 in the world, looking to become the lowest ranked player to reach a semifinal in four years, facing Laura Pagosi, Lindsay. And this is a beautiful story for Fran Jones. Yeah, she's had a remarkable story in everything that she's gone through. And what a week in Bogota for her. She beat the three seed in her very first round match and then beat Carol Zhao and then against Pagosi was all over her. Love the way she's able to build these points. It has been a tough road for her. A lot of different injuries as well, but she keeps fighting through them. She certainly has. 17 winners in this match for Jones who returned to the sport this January after a 12-month injury layoff. Because of a rare genetic condition, she was born with a thumb and three fingers on each hand and three toes on her right foot, four toes on her left absolutely incredible has already gone up 431 spots in the rankings by making the semifinals these matches currently underway on tc plus right now fran jones in the first set against the returning champion tatiana maria 5-3 in the first right now and then we'll have peyton stearns take on camilla rakamova in the other match but I mean, what can you say about Fran Jones, Shannon? What an absolute inspiration. Uh, it's a study of perseverance, and, you know, it just is, is it highlights the fact that, you know, tennis is for everyone, that you can still make it in this sport, that you can accomplish your goals if you don't give up, if you still have that belief. And, you know, she is such an inspiration because of it. And how great it is for her to get to her first WTA semifinal and to do it in this fashion right. as well. And a tough start for her, but she's making her way back on the comeback trail in the first set. So I think so many positives, and it's just fun, you know, to, for us to see it and to know that, you know, tennis can cross all sorts of boundaries. Anything is possible. She was told, yeah. Lindsay, by multiple doctors, you'll never be able to play pro tennis. Yeah. Yeah. She said, yes, yes, I will. And, and I, I, Shanda talks about the pers perseverance, but also, I mean, she's had other setbacks as well, and she just keeps going after her dream. She didn't get a lot of support also growing up as a junior. So just to see her be able to have this kind of success, but to keep on trying to do what she loves. Obviously, we hope to see her at Wimbledon in the main draw, and if anyone deserves it, she deserves a, a chance there to play again. She qualified for the Australian Open a couple years ago, oh. got up to a career-high 149 in the world and once again you can see her right now on tc plus and you can see her story that we produced as well we'll repost it on tennis channel and tennis.com fran jones absolute inspiration time now to enter the social net here on tc live and uh, speaking of inspirations oh. our own 
Martina Navratilova. <laughs> this is beautiful, making her long-awaited trip to Aspen to ski. She crushed cancer and is now carving up the slopes. Yeah, it was great to see her back in Miami uh, on air with us, but also just hearing in detail everything she's been through since she found out last November that she did have cancer. Uh, this was her dream, right? To get yeah. back, of course, working with us, but to get back <laughs> on the slopes, we're so happy she was able to make it. Which one was first, getting back with us or the slopes? Uh, I'm going to let her answer that. <laughs> I think she wanted to go to Aspen in December, so. Yeah, and look at Andy chiming yeah. in there. We all are so happy to see that photo. Yeah, Andy will be back with us during Monte Carlo week as well. We love you, Martina. So happy that you are happy and healthy and back skiing there in your beautiful place in Aspen. Uh, Ash Barty doing great things as well. Helped launch the National Indigenous Tennis Carnival. This is providing opportunities for Australia's First Nations youth. You love to see that, Lens. Yeah, I really do. And but can I say she is wearing pregnancy beautifully? No. Uh, we can't wait to hear. We've got a couple of babies coming up on the WTA tour. We've got Ash, who's expecting. We also have Naomi Osaka. But, I mean, she has looked so happy and healthy since announcing her retirement. It doesn't always work like that when pro athletes retire. So really happy for Ash Barty and everything that she continues to do for the good of people everywhere also. I mean, it looks like she doesn't have a regret. She hasn't second-guessed it, Steve. I mean, maybe we were kind of hoping maybe she would, you know, think twice and want to come back. But, I mean, she looks like she is well immersed in this second, you know, part of her life after tennis. And it's been so much fun to see. Maybe there's still hope, though. There's always yeah, hope. Could, there's always, I mean, has back? the baby, does that thing for a couple years, and then it's like, I you know, just I think she did the mic thing. drop. I, I, yeah. think she, I, don't, I don't see it. But, no. but we I think we it's unlikely, yeah. We hope. No. We'll, we'll find out. Right. Uh, Lindsay, we're going to send you up to the booth. Join Pam. You yep. can warm up. It just started raining again, though. Okay. Well, yep. you'll get warm either way. Chanda's supposed to be on sidelines for this match. Uh, come to the booth. Yeah. I well, don't I don't know. Know. Is that an invitation? That's, that's not cool. <laughs> well, she'll do sidelines from the booth. Well, a, lot, a lot of rain in the forecast, but we're still on schedule as of now. Top of the hour. And, of course, Championship Sunday on Tennis Channel. We've got Monte Carlo starting 7 a.m. Eastern. Charleston, 11 a.m. Eastern. We got you covered on TC Live leading up to the final here in the Low Country. We'll be right back, leading you up to hopefully the first semifinal here. There it is. Kiki Burton's your champion of the 2018 Volvo Car Open. First Lake Ward title. Veronica Kudamatova, a class apart in Charleston. It's fun in the sun for Belinda. A big, big win. Oh, it's been a special partnership here in Charleston. We've been here since 2017. All those champions back, except for Kiki Burtons, who retired. And, I mean, we had six former champions in the draw this year. We love coming back. It has grown with us here at Tennis Channel, this beautiful Credit One Stadium. Chanda, it's been a, a pleasure kind of getting to know these players over the years. Daria Kazakina back in 2017 was just a teenager. And now she's just blossomed 
into right now a, a top 10 player in the world. Yeah, she's been incredible. And it seems, Steve, that a highlight for a lot of these players is coming here to the desk to sit and chat with you. That's <laughs> as much of a staple of Charleston as anything else. We love it. The players love it. Uh, and it's just such an atmosphere that they create here. And we talk so much about how good the tennis is, considering there's a transition from the hard courts. But a lot of it is because of the mindset that players have and how much they embrace coming here. You they, play well when you feel good. That, that's how Shelby said that right here on yeah. the desk and and they they talk about the city and how they love yes. the culture here ben navarro bob moran eleanor adams it, it's the people it's the people that keeps bringing us back to charleston we absolutely love it all right let's take a look at the semifinals coming up today starting with daria kazitkina and all jabur the two seed against the three seed that'll be followed by the top ranked american and top seed jesse pagula taking on belinda benchich as we break them down, let's, let's start with the first one. Kazakina Jabur. Uh, they've won the most return points this week. Kazakina leads all players in return points. Then really closely followed by Jabur. So who's going to need to serve better in this match? You know, I think we always kind of wonder about the Kasatkina serve. She gets a lot of first serves in, but it doesn't always do a lot in the box. It's one of the slower first serves, but I think she's been defending that serve very well. Certainly her last match that was uh, critical against Madison Keys. She was able to do a good job behind her second serve, and can she allow that area of her game to, you know, impact a little more against Jabur? Jabur likes to step in. She looks to have better court positioning on returns. Can Kazakina keep her back a little more often? I think that's going to be a critical factor. Kazakina won the first two matches they played against each other. It's been Jabur in the last four. Kazakina says she's ready for those drop shots now, and we are ready to take a look at what Chanda has done in her fan duel picks. Right now at 12 and 67 cents Chanda Bucks. Uh, you, you would pick Maddie o over Daria, so that, that lost you 10 Chanda Bucks. Yeah, I don't know what's been happening, Steve. I mean, <laughs> my, my overall record, is that true? I thought I was a little better than that. I mean, 19 and 8 is a pretty good start to the year, yeah, I'd say. But I thought it was better. Did I get robbed of some winnings or something? I don't know. Who maybe. do I talk to about this? <laughs> <laughs> Talk, talk to FanDuel. And this is this is your pick today. You're taking yeah. uh, on Jabur. Yeah, I, I think uh, Jabur will have just a little more firepower. I think on this green clay, she's as comfortable a mover as Kasatkina. But who can dictate a little more often? I think the serve is going to come into play. Jabur can get a few more free points. So I think it's going to be Jabur with the edge here. But Going for be the a good favorite. Match. Going for the favorite yeah. here. You know, sometimes I do that. Jabur hasn't beaten a top 10 player yet this year. But, you know, yeah. she's been struggling uh, up and down with some injuries now feels like she's kind of back to back to old Oz, right? And, and the form that she has shown on clay, which, I mean, she's great on every surface, but really on this as well. I think she's getting there. I think she's very close, and this surface I think has allowed her to feel better about her game, to be out there even happier, and we know when Jabur is happy, when she's smiling, she's usually carving up her opponents, so I think that part has really helped uh, in terms of her game, and I think this is a match where she will be able to get into points. She'll feel like she has time. She'll be able to dictate how much will Conditions impact. It'll slow things down a little bit. I don't think it'll hurt Jabur to any great degree, but it's always interesting to see how much that comes into play, especially in the early stages. All right. In the other semifinal, Belinda Bencic, yeah. Jesse Pagula. Jesse's never won a set off of Bencic in their three previous matchups. But how will these conditions, these heavy, 
rainy, cold conditions affect this match? You know, I think this will be the interesting one because, you know, you, you wonder with Vincic where her mindset will be. She has been very positive, but tough conditions. She can go off a little bit, get a little irritated with herself. And Pagula, on the other hand, she has been, you know, so good mentally and emotionally in spite of all the tennis she's played, even in tough moments. You know, she really digs in and you see I think mentally and emotionally that come into play. So I think that'll help with these kinds of conditions, a little bit heavier, uh, but I think Pagula will be able to hit through them as well. How much can Benchich stretch the court, get Pagula moving? That's going to be, I think, you know, what she goes to. Uh, but this will be an interesting matchup yeah. for me uh, in terms of these two players, how good they've been playing, their form, and also the styles. Love both of these matchups yeah. today. Uh, semifinal Saturday is going to be spectacular in Charleston. We're going to get you a coat. Because Chant is headed to the sidelines right now. Play not before the bottom of the hour here in South Carolina. When we come back, though, we've, we've got live tennis for you. We got you covered from the ATP event in Estrel. There's also WTA action in Bogota. We'll have live tennis all day long, no matter what happens. Thank you so much for joining us here on TC Live, and we hope to see you soon back in Charleston.